Shut up, I love it. Ticket, please, to a place no one has ever been or will be before. Shut up, I love it. I'm Joe Cabello, the one and only, the guy with the heaviest streams in the world, and I am here with Sasha Filer. I have nothing to offer. Like, I don't have such a long <laughs> description of myself, but I have a description of this podcast, which is a place, a safe place, place where everybody can come in, anybody. And like everybody knows know, your name. Everybody knows my name. But they come in and they talk about something they love or they know about but also love. And the rest of the world doesn't have any idea about or doesn't like. What matters is that they love it and they're here to talk about their love. Joining us today, she's a returning guest. She's a clown, actor, teacher, writer, and a mother of my one of my favorite dogs in the whole world. Rudy, welcome Natasha Mercado. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome back to honor. the Viper Pit where you're <laughs> I'm just changing the total tone of the show today. Cuz it's Friday. Oh, Maybe not for the yeah. audience. It's not Friday, but for me it is. It's 1 in 7 chance that it's Friday for the audience. That's true. Those are good chances. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Giving them Friday medicine, you know? Is that a reference to what we're going to be talking about? Because I feel like it's not. But I'm I'm actually kind of unsure. I'm in untamed areas. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some untamed areas on my body that we won't go into. But I'm talking about more untamed. I don't want to talk about untamed your G-spot. Geogra- <laughs> I have. A, I've been told I have a hairy G spot. And that's a very hard place to have hairy. Anyways, cut aye, this part. Aye, aye. What are we here to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> she um, just I say for a just drink. as you're reaching for a drink. There's no safe time to drink here. We are talking about uncontacted tribes or isolated peoples. Wow. Insane. What do you even mean for these city folk that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. where they've never met an uncontacted uncon- tribe? In fact, most people haven't met an uncontacted <laughs> tribe. Except no. people within the tribe. They met each other. Yes. No, I'm and I'm not saying that I've ever met someone from an uncontacted tribe, but I love them and I'm very, very interested in them. So, uh, yeah. What is this? I think we're talking about those pictures that people post of like a drone shot of a bunch of guys holding bows and arrows at the drone. And they'll be like, this tribe was never spoken to before. And it's like, get the drone out of there then. Yes, yes. So those are the guys you're talking about? Guys and girls? Uh, Yeah, just peoples. More than 100 uncontacted tribes still on this earth today. And maybe more. That's true. I would assume more. Yeah. Why would you assume that? Well, if they're uncontacted... If they're truly uncontacted, then it's limitless how many there are that we don't know about. I see. You don't know what you don't know. I see. So it's like those uh, little bugs that live in the bottom of the ocean. They just keep discovering new, like, blind mollusks. Like, yes. like every every month, it's like they discover, like, five new species of blind mollusks. Yeah, I think Everybody the uncontacted tribes would not like the comparison. But, yes, I think that's... Apt. Okay. I feel like thematically it's totally connected. Creatures like creatures of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. We're all creatures of the universe. Okay, this is interesting. This is a very interesting thing to love. So I don't even know where to start. So I'm gonna let you I'm gonna throw you the ball and you can do whatever (laughs) slam dunk you want. (laughs) Oh god. I'm your alley oop alley oop. Yeah, this Uh, is an alley oop. And as you and as you get that ball, Natasha, you realize suddenly that it's a viper coiled in the ball. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess to say, I just I poetically love them and appreciate them, and I and I like what they stand for. I think along with the mollusks of like there are things that we don't know, and they will live and thrive without us ever being in touch with them. Do you know? Yeah, I mean, give me goosebumps just hearing that. Yeah. 
This is an interesting topic. I think it's also a really rich topic as far as debate. Because there is still debate whether we should contact these tribes, whether contact's hurting them or wow. not. Wow, strong opinion. I see some visuals. Yeah, strong shaking no. Mm-hmm. No. We okay. should not. Well, well tell well, us, right. give us a little background before you introduce us to your point of view. So how did you get into that topic? How did I get into them? I guess, um, what is that? Oh, I should have... I should have double checked what that movie is uh, that came out in like 2007 and it's of this white dude and he takes his little canoe in and then he gets like fucking brutally murdered. It's a movie. Wow. Oh gosh. I don't know. Oh wait. Did you just lose me? No. No. I can't hear you. Oh. Okay. You're back. Okay. Thank you. For a second there was like uncontacted moment. Yes. Yes. That that, I think that's a good, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good moment. And this is a narrative yeah. movie, a, fi- a fiction. Movie? I think it. No, it's real. And then at the end, they have like a clip of the one of the uncontacted peoples who now is like in society, and they're like working at a grocery store, like something so like that. Awesome. They just love oh. their life at Trader Joe's. It actually—that's <laughs> what I mean. Kind of it's rings like, the bell. Actually, I can't remember what it is. But I, I saw the this movie store, in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. With my mom. Oh. Saw this movie in theaters. Yeah. Wow. So it's a deep one. There's deep a, cut. a lot going on there. Yeah. I saw Batman versus Superman. So I think Superman that piqued my, my interest. Mm. That was good. Oh, no. My internet connection's unstable. I'm losing you. Can you are hear you, me? Oh, Are you in good. like some remote area of the world? Yeah. What do I do? Hello. Hello. We can We're, hear you well. We can hear you. Wow. I don't know. This is thematic. <laughs> this is wild. Something's going to happen. Like a spirit is going to possess us all. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm going to catch like some disease that hasn't been introduced to my uh, G-spot. my immune system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was It's thinking. made my G-spot yeah. go bald. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Are we good with the... T- are you back on our uh, plane of existence, Natasha? Yeah. Okay. I'm back. I think there's just some hiccups when you enter society like this. Yeah. I feel like so, it's scripted. This this podcast episode is scripted so far heavily. Well, I'm reading from something, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are, if you're using the same script. Yeah. So you, okay. don't, you don't know how you got into this. Well, that was the seed. the seed. And then recently, what reinvigorated it recently was like, I guess, maybe five years ago when the missionary, the young missionary mm-hmm. tried to contact that um, mm-hmm. Indian tribe, the Sentinelese. I never talk about this with people, so I don't even know like mm-hmm. how to pronounce their name correctly. But yeah. And they brutally murdered they the got missionary. Got. They got got. He, he got fucking got. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. you know, I'm of the stance of like, how fucking selfish can you be to go and like put all these people like at risk of catching all your modern diseases? Like just in the name of what? You know, they're doing just fine. Christianity, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that, that story was interesting because he was like definitely obsessed uh, when you when you read through the whole stories there was a big story going through his journals and his friends he was obsessed with doing thirsty this. yeah he was super thirsty to do it for to spread the gospel and who knows and like else. went out of his way yeah to like hire people to take him in little boats there even though it's completely illegal like people don't do it he like went out of his way to pay a lot of money and then got got mm-hmm. and i remember just like reading that article and like tearing up being like, this is so, I cannot believe someone would be, yeah, so selfish. So, well, that's interesting, right? So he's dead, right? You're reading the article and you're like, what an asshole. Or I'm like, what an asshole. And no one will even know if these people like got sick because of this man. Right. And like, what is justice in this moment? You know? His death, I think. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> That who, that what impact will he have on on these people? Yeah, yeah, and I think he was doing it for the wrong reasons completely because 
uh, at least from what I remember of the story, because the spreading your religion is not really a great reason. Although yeah. I did hear there is a counter argument that there is reason to uh, contact these tribes because otherwise they will be completely decimated for other reasons that they need aid with. Like climate change? There's, uh, yeah, dis- natural disaster reasons. And I forget some of the things, but it's actually quite compelling that there seemed to be a good reason. But they why. also have um, autonomy in when they do, like, accept gestures or when they do, um, you know, seek out contact with other people. It's not like they don't know other people exist. And when that missionary in particular was approaching the island, they're shooting fucking arrows. Yeah, they're like, yeah. don't come. <laughs> he you know? was 100% so, <laughs> wrong. I, I do I do feel that. But I, do, I don't feel like it's wrong for anyone to have a relationship with these people. And obviously, who am I to say if it like it's totally the people's decision of whether they think it is right or wrong. But from an outsider's view, just like consent is so uh, just part of humanity. And I don't think. Like, we can tell when even when our doggies, like, they don't want us to be up in their space. Mm-hmm. And so it's not... Yeah, try like to touch hard. their head when they're in the mode of playing ball. They'll be, like, <laughs> yes. not interested. Like, like such. They'll shoot a, a bow and arrow out. at you. Yeah. Yeah, hard being pass. not interested, yeah, is universal. Like, you can tell when it's a hard pass. Unless so. you are on the reality, like, dating show. Then you unable to tell that this guy is not into you he's a fuck boy what are you oh yeah especially if she already has a ball in her mouth (laughs) you know she doesn't want her head touched (laughs) not sure about that one but (laughs) it didn't come out of my mouth so what do i care (laughs) so i think it's pretty clear on your stance and i think we could kind of agree we shouldn't just be running up to these tribes especially when they're shooting their arrows at us (laughs) <laughs> but I, I want to really get to why you love them and what what it means, why it kind of breaks your heart when they assimilate to our society. So let's get into oh, that. I would like to ju- to say not it doesn't break my heart that they assimilate if they choose to assimilate. What breaks my heart is thinking that someone could bring their diseases to a tribe and it affects them so devastatingly. And there's n- and that could have been avoided. You know, so I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how this story escaped me. I, I know of it, but I never really? like read. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I go through periods where I read very heavy news like every day. And then there's periods when I'm like, I'm writing. <laughs> I don't want like anything in my head. Like I'm just I'm staying clean. Like I'm clean yeah. from noise. Um, and so I know of this story because I heard like Jay yapping about it in the background somewhere. But um was this argument about them bringing diseases like like made right away like was that always a part of if i'm imagining it in my mind's eye it's towards the end of the article it's like the last three sentences and if any modern diseases did get to this tribe we will never know okay bye okay like that kind of feeling so we're just carrying these modern diseases germs that they don't have on our shoes right yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, just things they've never even dealt with. It, similar, it's the same old story of uh, the the pilgrims to yeah. the United States. It's of colonizer vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Yeah. Where yeah. and especially if you're not giving a shit about that aspect, you're like, well, I don't even think about that. I have a Bible, and it's like this is the Bible I've cuddled with since I was a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, yeah. yeah, that thing's germed out, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I would also, aside from this, you know, tragic, tragic story, I also am a huge fan of the man of the hole. A nickname now, of mine, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no. See, this is what <laughs> Tell us about the man of the hole. The man of the hole. Okay. If I remember correctly, it is a man who was in one of these tribes and um, it was like in the 70s, I believe, there were some uh, ranchers like in the Amazon that were high. They hired some people to, you know, wipe out this tribe to like, get these people off their land. 
and they were able to kill everyone in the tribe except one man. And that man survived for like 20 more years completely by himself. And there's only like a couple photos of him and there's like one photo of him like looking through some plants. But everywhere that he would live, he would dig like a a five foot hole. And so they started to call him the man of the hole. (laughs) And they didn't know why he made this hole. They speculated it was because uh, for like spiritual reasons. Um, There's probably practical reasons. There's probably, probably full of poop and pee. <laughs> no, I'm sure if they found poop or pee, they would have been like, "This was his toilet." <laughs> but like, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> no one says that. What if he just slept in the hole? Because like, I would probably cushion, like, make a hole and like cush- put some cushion in it and like sleep in the hole. No, I don't think that's a survival tactic that is encouraged. <laughs> and I'm no survivalist, but I don't. I, I think watched you're nine to go seasons lower. of Alone. <laughs> did, yeah. d- did anyone ever dig a five-foot hole? Some of them dig holes. I would say there. so, Natasha. Would you say that on Alone? I would. I would say that's not impossible. Yeah. Some of them that's, go. That's a very generous <laughs> answer, Natasha. <laughs> I mean, they like to barricade themselves from the outside world, but some of them yes. go like into the ground. Maybe yeah. not five feet down, though. That's pretty low. <laughs> yeah, then, like, some low. snakes traveling and falls into the hole. It's like, holy shit. The proverbial Back vipers. Back to vipers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would think if there's a bunch of people studying the man of the hole. Which that they are. Yeah, they would think of these things and they would test them. But so they don't say it's associated to sleeping or pooping. Do you think they're shy? Or anything. They're just shy? To say it? Yeah. They don't want to, like, put that on his name. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. The man of the hole isn't any better in that case. <laughs> it could be something else. But, yeah. So, so, I don't know. Thinking of this guy who survived, right? And then there are some people that would have a relationship with him, would, like, give him coconuts, would give him food, would offer him medicine. Sometimes he would take these things. Like, they would leave it for him and he would take them. Um, and then he also survived, like, gunmen again was injured but survived and when he did finally pass away they found him in a in like a hammock and he had decorated himself with macaw feathers and so it was very very peaceful it was as if he knew he was going to pass away um and i don't know i just think there's something so beautiful and tragic that i project onto this man you know of like what it means to continue existing in the world without any context for your culture or your beliefs or any sense of identity. And like, do you lose your mind or do you become even more like human and enlightened in that way? Or like, what does that even mean? Yeah, it's like, it's unfathomable for us to even understand that type of life. Yeah. You know, what I think of, these people, and I'm not talking about the men of the whole now, but uncontacted tribes. It's hard for me personally, and that's how I'm comparing my feelings about them to yours, Natasha. It's hard for me to not think of them as others mm-hmm. as opposed to like really like empathetically step in their shoes, you know, because I feel like I've such a product of civilization. I mean, mm-hmm. even if I, you know, take mushrooms, I'm sure or when I do, then probably I don't feel that way. But aside from very, like, specific experiences, I mean, it's hard for me to, like, relate fully. So what makes you so, you know, like, immediately, like, emotionally connect? Like, if you were crying reading the article. Yeah, I guess maybe under the assumption that, like, all humans have these things just because we all are humans um and maybe that is presumptuous because maybe i don't know just this core universal theme of loneliness maybe do you think they are lonely the uncontacted tribes i don't think they're lonely but if i'm thinking of the man of the whole yeah he was like Yeah, right? when you lose everything and you have no a frame oh. of contacting or connecting otherwise. Mm-hmm. And why I would say that too, 
because there's this other, um, this Native American tribe that was in Northern California. And a similar thing happened where everyone in the tribe was killed except one man. And he lasted for three years. And then after three years, he walked out of the forest and immediately the police and stuff were called on him, blah, 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 blah. But he could not take being alone after three years. And this man did this, the man of the whole did it until the end of his life, where I'm like, whoa. I mean, the ultimate winners of Alone <laughs> television show. They Tell came the out show. and they won $100,000, man of the whole. Yeah. He's it like, does. I don't know how to spend this. But the things he could have done like, with it, though, might be more beautiful than what I could do with the $100,000. He's all like burning I, it in a campfire. <laughs> You're like, no, dude. Yeah. Putting it in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, to live off the land in that way, too, is like so related to alone, like impressive and amazing. Just like all the elements at all times. Yeah. From yourself and externally and internally. Just like, whoa. It's really hard to put yourself in the headspace of them. And I think even if you were to take somebody from the 1850s or something, our brains are probably so much different from theirs just in the like data we collect. Because right now, mm. I, any one of us, we have a pretty good idea of like what a 11-year-old boy in China, how their life is. We don't have a perfect idea of it, but we actually kind of know from media, from internet, from all these things. And somebody even born in the 1850s had what, not even 1% of their brain or 0.001% of their brain was ever thinking of what an 11-year-old boy in China was doing, thinking, or anything. That's kind of insane. And that's just one small example. Now multiply that by a billion where we're constantly thinking of like, Oh, what's this natural disaster that happened in Yemen? And then, mm -hmm. oh, some pop band in, in Korea is doing this. We've have, we have all that. And then these tribes, they're not processing any of that. So what are they processing? Where is that energy going? Cy cyclic lifestyle, I assume. Cyclic time where you live like in cycle as opposed to linear time seasons moon you know what i mean like you just you go in like mm -hmm. crops you live in that mode i assume that's the headspace yeah is it more in the moment i mean i don't know it's impossible what do you think i don't know i feel like we all like humans we come from nature right okay wait what do i want to say we come from nature i don't think we are as complex as we would hope we were you know, like at the end of the day, we've been asking, we as in humanity, humans have been asking the same questions forever and ever and ever and still worry about basically the same things forever, forever and ever and ever. Like what is uh, like, are we going to procreate or are we going to die alone or where when are we going to eat or um, oh, no, that thing is scary. Like those feelings connect us. And I think. Yeah, I, I don't think that would change, even if you're not connected to society in that way. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And it's like, are you feeling that more? Is there, are, are we losing something by having all this data at our fingertips? And like, just naturally, you can't escape the data unless you go completely live off the grid. And even then you're aware of it, right? So I wonder what they're getting. Even Sasha, you saying like, oh, when I'm writing, I'm clean. Like, I don't try to look at news. And I guess I'm curious, like, yeah, what do you mean? Uh, just moment? the amount of noise that I allow in my life is different. First of all, like hot yoga restarts my brain. Like, I feel like it's a clean slate. Like, it's as, as much as I can imagine in my life, it cleans, restarts the hard drive completely. So then the question is, what do I allow in my brain? What interactions do I allow into my life in like my, my circles? It's like my circles, right? And so yeah. I just, a lot of times it's just like, I'm like, I don't want to deal with like noise, extra noise. Because then like yeah. quantity takes over if you allow everything into your life. Yeah. And then you start losing quality. 
because I, I, I don't know. Like I am, I'm looking for that parasympathetic moment, system moments. You know, where I'm not driven by fight or flight, where I'm mm. just like in the what is it? Uh, rest and digest is the parasympathetic mode, like Paris. Uh, parasympathetic which is what you do in Paris you rest and digest <laughs> oh. yeah. that's how you remember a little mnemonic a little, there. Yeah, a little moniker from a yoga teacher training but um, yeah nice. it's um, it's definitely like I feel like that's how you avoid you know proverbial stress that you're constantly dealing with is that like training that muscle of not dealing with like all this stuff and it's easy for me to say now because I'm in Providence, Rhode Island, which is pretty quiet. Not a lot going on. I have very few people that I interact with. Well, if I go to, you know, yoga class, maybe I have more people. But it's pretty great. Like, I don't want to live the rest of my life like that by no means. But it's like very selected, like selected time for me to do it when I'm like hopefully writing more, which I feel like, like I am. I'm not getting sl- enough sleep because I'm trying to write more. Um, but it's just like all finding that, like, as I always like felt like I was always a type, you know, for a long time. And then I like discovered like later in life that I'm not a type. I'm like more introverted than extroverted. It's just Hmm. like, you got to just nurture that side. I don't know. Yeah. I think all of that makes me think like I was super into Walden by Henry Thoreau, like as a high schooler and that like really changed me and then as an adult you know learning more about the context of like oh it was on his mother's property like it was like a very privileged thing to go escape to nature to write your poetry oh right and mm-hmm. yeah and like we still do that as artists right like we give ourselves retreats and like go away from everyone to like do our pure art and yeah I guess maybe for me why do I love like isolated peoples or uncontacted tribes is like yeah maybe this this break from everything and again maybe being more in touch with nature too i really admire that i think it's very impressive you know they're tripping like a lot why why not it's part of their (laughs) oh plant medicine yeah 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 Yeah. all the time like it's like the moon is like in the third phase like let's you know yeah, let's pop yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And the, and I think that's that, great. Yeah, it's like there are periods of time where they don't need to do anything or be productive. Um, I think my dad was even talking about this with ranchers, where the ranchers are straight up like, all right, well, we did the work. We're not going to have to do another work for three days. So we just get fucked up for three days. <laughs> and then we go do the work. And they just kind of like live with that instead of thinking, Okay, well, the next day I better keep my grind up, keep my hustle. And these people get to live that way, too. That's kind of like based on the needs in the moment versus thinking in the future. You know, I wake up every day terrified, like, am I working enough on my writing project that that I'll see to fruition in a year and all that? And it's like, who cares? Go pet a dog. Yeah, Yeah. the definition of productive is like completely different oh I'm, it's like you're yeah very wary of that word productive yeah yeah it's like you like all there is is this relationship to nature and how do we survive with it and how do we keep the tribe going and yeah and that's all we need we just need to exist and i'm also fascinated with like how do these people you know we'll never know like i'll never know the man of the whole <laughs> like how did he make sense of this experience on this plane like what is the spiritual significance of the whole like what is that literally god like this whole like what is it honoring and i think that's so beautiful and fascinating and there's no debate to it like there's constant debate of even if one of us brought up like well i think the meaning of life is this or whatever then we would all have our opinions and it sours it to a degree. I mean, I think yeah, the best yeah. thing is when that can't, no one else's opinion can sour it. But this guy had the pure, like, I don't even know anybody else's shit. <laughs> I just do mine. 
Yeah. Or I guess he had an awareness of like, there are people with things that like could kill me and that killed everyone. And it's technology that I'd, I can't make. Right. So he knows that there's other people doing it, but he still chose not to be a part of it. He still chose to honor like the whole whatever he he can't the whole the whole. Do you think if any of us was were to be like dropped off by themselves, eventually we would start digging like a five foot hole because that's like <laughs> what naturally happens to a person who lives by themselves for 20 years. We just don't experience that. <laughs> Yeah, you just like, like yeah. one day it's like 12 p.m. and you look down and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, I've been digging a hole for three hours. I didn't even realize. Yeah, uh, I think it's possible. <laughs> it's now, like, this is, yeah, it, oh, it, uh, sorry. It. It's just like babies. They like when uh, my, my daughter figures out something to do, like, for example, to scrape like her forehead against the window glass. <laughs> So he goes like, ba, ba, ba. Is it like, you know, friction? Yeah. She thinks like she invented that. And mm. in a way, though, she has invented that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, nobody totally. taught her that. So like no matter, every baby in the world is like doing that shit at some point in their life. They're like, shit, I invented like friction with my forehead against the window. And I wonder, wonder like how many other things like we then don't ever get to do because we are like suddenly constricted by civilization and then like we never learn how to like catch a hawk with like our bare hand bare hands or whatever like because then we we created machines who do it for which is pretty cool that we created machines who that catch the hawk you know yeah which we I need to do so often <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at me i'm all <laughs> hawks all over my wall yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, but, you know. we sour things like with kids, because I worked with kids for so long, especially preschool uh, to first grade, which is such a discovery phase. And it's so shitty, like when a kid tells you a joke, like, oh, you know, knock, knock, who's there? And and then you're like, well, I've heard that one. And it's like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> the kid came up with it or a kid does a thing. And you're like, well, yeah. I know how to do that. We all know how to do that. And it's like, no, like you're saying, Sasha, they literally discovered it. They yeah. they did actually something really profound and important. And you can't just be like, well, a million other people did it before. So figure both. something new. Right. It can't, it can't be that. But, but like, but it's both, though, in a way that is what makes this kid or baby an individual, but also what makes you super connected with the rest of humanity like it's so weird to think that like that it's such a act of like an individual but also an act that like every human does just whatever is in our brains so then like the man of the whole like how do we not have more people of the whole like what he's the only one that like, figured out the hole and he was digging it like i don't believe that for a second What's really see i like that yeah i mean i like thinking of that because it's like uh, the clown archetype, right? Mm-hmm. Like across cultures that aren't connected, but they all have that similar type of person mm-hmm. in their social ecosystem. And it's like, yeah, there could be other people that have this whole thing. Yeah. And that we've they've already explained, but just no one's like putting two and two together. This, uh, what is it? Like collective consciousness phenomenon of mm-hmm. this whole. Yeah, I'll never look at a five foot hole anyway but how i'm looking at it now in my mental hole in my brain yeah i've got holes in my brain from ecstasy use in my youth but it's a different type of five foot hole i have a hard question to answer for you natasha uh, but hopefully you can answer it if given the choice the binary choice to enter a uh undiscovered society and you wouldn't kill them with your diseases, so that's not a worry. But to Fair enter life. that and then live there, or to have always lived there. So the distinction being, you know what oh. you know now and you're there, or to, ha- to be able to reset and you don't know what you know now and you are part of that society. Which is kind of hard to answer because... You can't really know what that's like. But, but also, like, let's say, like, your husband and your dog are there, too, in their own versions. 
so I don't want to like take away your loved ones from you in this question, I guess. Sasha's right? very compassionate. I actually explicitly want to take away your loved ones from you. <laughs> That's so funny because I feel like that doesn't affect my answer at all. Wow. And I don't think it should. Yeah, and I don't think it should and, as and, the questionnaire. So. And I feel like this is a very easy question for me. I would rather like start off. Wow, so clean the slate. Yeah, clean the slate. No, no information from the... No information. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's right because it would right? be... Uh, I don't think you could exist like that, you know, because you'd constantly be like, hey, guys, this is cool. Back in the States, <laughs> we get a, ver- a burger by ordering yeah. it. And it's just like, fuck off. We don't care. That has nothing to offer anyone. Yeah. It's like... And I think it goes back to this. It would just be a selfish thing of like, ooh, I know everything exists. You know, but I think if I, because I do have a social security number and stuff, like I can't just like not Show exist. <laughs> I just seriously. can't like not exist in this world. It's like I would have to have a clean slate and live off of nature. And I think that's beautiful. Nice. Well, we can do that for you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the part of our podcast <laughs> where we send you. No, no, no. <laughs> we give you amnesia and throw you somewhere. You have your own dingo whose name is Rudy. Yeah. 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 He's wild. Instead of a ball, he carries around a viper. Lizards. A viper. <laughs> yeah. In the ball. And yeah. What do you think those societies have that we don't have that is a better? And what do you think they don't have that we have? That's better. Oh, that's interesting because I definitely am not thinking of this in terms of better or worse, like in any sense of, because uh, I feel like that is so binary. It's all gray. But I think maybe I am romanticizing the idea of living with nature. And I know that that is so hard. It's fucking hard. And the things that they worry about are life or death and that is a binary like nature is fucking metal nature doesn't give a fuck nature has no empathy watch jaws y'all yeah that's what it's about the movie yeah there's no empathy yeah it's live or, or die and so that i would say is perceived worse because then you just don't exist if you die like if you get your toe infected or whatever like you're you're done where we have other things and i don't know things we worry about maybe like oh is that so important but like what's so bad about worrying about things that aren't important versus like whether you get to exist or not Mm -hmm. and you wonder like we worry about legacy a lot as westerners i think i think not just westerners but i do think that is something specifically to us too and one of their people dies and we don't know about it and somebody here who had dreams and wrote a book or a movie dies and we don't know about it so we're all even really yeah also this idea of like you know like i pursue yoga and meditation and all that stuff but a lot of times i feel like even the best of teachers like they're always like position uh, like those activities like position themselves and like offering people a way to use what yoga and meditation give to then go into the world and then like live better right mm-hmm. but to me it's always like I, I have like a problem with it in the sense that like I'm like well why not to do it just for that experience though like because people like monks you know like in japan or something like they are like meditating like you know 17 days straight or whatever like non-stop like without food or whatever like they're not thinking of taking whatever that's done to them and going and actually living going to the mall it's like no that is life like that is living and -hmm. i feel like those societies probably i assume have a lot more of that going a version of that you know that's uh keeping them more like connected you know with nature slash everything which nature is everything right but uh 
Yeah. And that, and you saying that too reminds me of like, we still are human. And so thinking of like, I mean, maybe there's like misogyny in these tribes, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. the women are treated worse and the human element is what kind of brings these, like how do humans make society and what are kind of like the bad ways that society starts to make a hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah, and I, I do think sometimes we put like a sense of altruism to these groups, you know, just like yeah. oh, they they must be so good and they're living in this great way, and it's like oh yeah, they might actually be misogynistic or misandrist or whatever. Like it might they might have all these negative qualities. Actually, there's no uh, sense of innate virtue just because you're not part of society at large. And there's probably people that do want to get away and, like, aren't allowed. Yeah, like, oh, Dad, I want to get out of this tribe. You ruined my life. I want to get some of those diseases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and maybe they physically can't because they're like, no, if if you leave, you will will get sick and die, Mm -hmm. you know? Wow. What a journey. It always is with you, Natasha. Always a journey. That's what you bring. It's woo-woo. It's very woo-woo every time. (laughs) Makes sense. I like to say it's it's poetic. I agree. Waldeny. Thank you. Waldenesque. Waldenesque. Do you think it's time to go to the ratings? I think so, but it's not my show. (laughs) You are part of this. (laughs) (laughs) I say we go to the ratings. Nisach, is there any last things you want to say about... You'll still uh, speak. You'll still speak after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. I love it then. Save Let's it, go into the it. ratings. This is how the ratings are going to work. We're going to uh, rate uncontacted tribes on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as our basis of the scale. So that something else could be partying with friends is a 10 out of 10 <laughs> and uncontacted tribes is a 10 out of 10 too. Or improv classes are four out of ten, but uncontacted tribes are, you know, whatever it is, you guys know how it works. And if you don't, Sasha and I will go first. Go first. Okay, wow. Okay, you're going to make me do that. Um, I'm going to, uh, ooh, it's hard. I'm going to uh, rate it against going to your significant other's uh, work party. Mm-hmm. You ever been to one of your significant other's work parties? Couple and times. That's a that's not fun, right? If you if that's fun, you kind of have to be a rascal. You kind of have to like start some trouble, I think, and mm-hmm. and then that's not good either, because then you're causing some trouble. Mm-hmm. That's painful. That's a four out of ten. Not a great time. Uh, uncontacted tribes. You know what? I don't want to know about them. And I don't say that in a derogatory way. I just think we're better off if I don't know about them and they don't know about me. So for that reason alone, yeah, don't fucking call me. But they'll Mm -hmm. still hit me up to drive them to LAX. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. These uncontacted Mm -hmm. tribes, they won't contact you until they need a ride to LAX. (laughs) This is good material, guys. Uh, But So I'm going to give those uncontacted tribes... 10 out of 10. I hope Whoa. not to know when they're, when they're wiped <laughs> off the earth. I don't want to know. When they are thriving, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Just go do your thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to compare uncontacted tribes to just like people on Instagram who <laughs> like wake up and they like work out and they like drink a bunch of like powder like powder <laughs> powder mixed with water and then they take pictures of themselves and then they work out some more like i don't know how they live that life i like they don't read a book they probably have never seen a black and white movie i, wow. I don't. that's to me <laughs> i uncontacted i have no idea how 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 like, this is as alien to me as anything so okay sasha just I want you to write down the movie Generation Iron. Okay. And I want you to watch it. And I want you to eat crow, but continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Generation Iron? Yes. Love it. 
Um, <laughs> and Dasha, have you seen that movie? No, it's no. a documentary about bodybuilders. Well, okay, I, way I, more than. No, yes. no, no, for sure. Like the the um, what's the Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, the original Pumping one. Iron. I love that movie. It's one again, one of the best movies. I'm talking about specifically. Oh, man, I, I I don't know. Just like living the life to just make your body look good. I guess that is that does fit that. Again, watch Fuck. Generation Iron. These guys are painters, poets, black and white movie aficionados. Again, I'm not even saying God. Like it's just the culture of looking. Yeah. So, but okay. See, you're opening my eyes. I don't know anything. It's uncontacted. You're contacted. I'm, I'm, I'm contacting through you. It's so uncontacted again. And actually, I know somebody who is like a bodybuilder, whatever. She's a beautiful lady, and uh, I, I, I don't know how and why and what. Again, don't know. But um, that life to me, like, I guess what I'm comparing here is the how likely would I insert myself into that life? You know, I wouldn't want to ever live the generation iron life (laughs) ever. Like, I don't want that in my life ever. You know, two out of 10. Um, Uncontacted tribes, (laughs) you know, I I, I would miss penicillin if I went there. (laughs) I don't want to easily die from that yeah. part because I do have ingrown toenail cons. Like it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's very sad. Okay, it just happens a lot. Mm. It's like a weird curse was put on me. So um, and also like without contact lenses slash LASIK, I would be blind. I would be completely mm-hmm. blind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, not comparing the tribes to anybody but the living and myself inserting into that lifestyle i would give it a four out of ten mm-hmm. just me my body my needs were they both at four wait was the no, other one i gave them a ten yeah yeah there you go does it so it doesn't have to be a bad versus a good it could be anything you it could wanted. be anything okay. yeah. i'm gonna compare juggalos amazing good one Juggalos, you know, read many Vice articles about them uh, in a similar way of uncontacted tribes. Uh, and I would say I would rate that a 7 out of 10. Okay. Because, you know, I I admire and appreciate people living in their, uh, living in their, in their authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of against the grain. I mean, it's very against the grain uh, wearing the makeup and stuff and like kind of doing all the all the shit outside at the festivals and liking music. That's not necessarily good mainstream or good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Although for my episode uh, of Shut Up, I love it. It's dedicated to a song by insane. It's why we don't do music anymore. <laughs> Wait. Really? Yeah. This is true? Yeah. Wow. I have a friend who cried, cries every time he hears their song. Yeah. And he doesn't listen to them. But anyway. Oh, my God. Okay. A lot of people uh, cry when they listen to ICP, but for other reasons. Yes. Okay. Because they that suck. So- <laughs> if you didn't get the joke. <laughs> I love that you hate them. I, the bodybuilders are okay. Yeah I, yeah, I am actually fine with them. Not oh, good music, okay. though, objectively. But continue. That's why I would say seven. Yeah, seven. Mm-hmm. You know, there's community. There's people that love each other and think it's like, you know, a really big brotherhood and blah, blah, blah. Seven. Uncontacted tribes. Mm. Ten out of ten. <gasps> Absolute ten out of ten. Makes sense. And why is this? Yeah, because I love them. I still love them. And um, I appreciate them. And I appreciate, I appreciate not knowing everything. And I don't want to know everything. And I would like there to be possibility. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Well put. I just texted you, Natasha, episode 17 of Shut Up, I Love It, uh, October 29, 2019, uh, Uh, pre-Pandy. Miracles by Insane Clown Posse with Zeb Wells. God bless him. I'm so excited to listen to that. 
You will hear and, it and please just watch the trailer for Generation Iron, the first one. It'll tell you everything you need it. to know. I, I will. That's not a thing. I'm fascinated enough that I will probably watch the whole. It's thing. amazing. There's, I think, five of the f- movies. They're, the first one is really good. The rest, you really need to be into it. <laughs> um, Natasha, so lovely to have you here. Don't you have a Thank bunch you. of like things happening in your life that you want to share with the world? Yeah. I'm going to Orlando Fringe, taking my solo show Tree from Woo. May 16th amazing. until May 29th. And then I'm doing the Winnipeg Fringe which is in July, and the Edmonton Fringe in August with also tree. So tree's going to the East Coast and to Canada. Plant that tree everywhere. Yeah, plant that tree. And And also doing a monthly. And buy a a tree shirt. Joe's words. Yeah, you can have it. Joe's words. Thank you. Thank you. And um, doing the monthly show at UCB too. Send in the clowns. Yay! Yay! Joe, what's going on with you these days? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I've made moves even since our last recording, which these these aren't in the right order. So who knows, right? We don't release them in order. No, this is all a mess. If anybody's following your (laughs) journey, they're confused. (laughs) Some moves on a new project have begun. I'm not going to announce it yet. Okay, I was going to say. Wow. (laughs) Can you imagine? There, you're not gonna get it. I don't want to. I don't want to announce it until things are happening. But it is exciting. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while since I had a new project out. So go to joecabeo.com, sign up for my email mailing list. I don't send I'm a lot of it. emails, just when it's something important or something fun. So go check it out. Sasha, what about you? Oh, uh, go. You know, sign up for one of my classes. Um, there's one that starts in June at uh, scriptanatomy.com. And let's, uh, you, b- you come in with an idea for a pilot and you leave <laughs> with a pilot. How about that? That's all Incredible you- class. Oh, thank you. you and our students are making moves already. They're already yeah, they selling. Are. They're already getting stuff done. I do mm-hmm. definitely have some uh, fancy students of mine. So very, They're very already proud. scabbing. Against the WGA. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not. They're not scabbing. They might be. I don't know. Well, who knows? We don't know. We don't know everybody. They're uncontacted. <laughs> we don't, we don't know. Sure. We don't know. Yeah. They're uncontacted. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for the artwork. God bless your third beautiful child. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening. You out there, uncontacted. <laughs> <laughs>